the full-time whistle. Hello and welcome to the Sport Report's full-time whistle where we call time on the day and give you a wrap-up on what's happening in the world of sport. I'm Michael Caruana. Hope you've had a great Friday so far. Let's get stuck in. The NBA Finals are underway and we've got your guide as to who will most likely come out on top. Another assistant coach is being tipped to take over the Dragons. Plus, despite us rubbishing reports a couple of weeks ago, Ange Postacoglu could be in line to coach a heavyweight English Premier League side. All that and more on today's edition of the Full-Time Whistle. At the time of recording, the first NBA Finals game is well underway and whoever wins the entire Finals, it is going to be a true fairy tale story. Can the Denver Nuggets win their first ever NBA Finals or could the Miami Heat do the unthinkable and come from inside the play-in tournament all the way through? I'm joined by Adam Jensen from the Super Serious Sports Show to talk us through it. Adam, how are you going? Yeah, I'm going well. I'm very excited for this series. The Miami Heat are the first eighth seed to make the finals since 1999 when the New York Knicks got through. Oh, wow. Who do you think goes into the series as favourites? Oh, Denver. Denver, and it's not even close. Miami have had this real fairy tale run. They've been without their second best player, Tyler Hero, for most of the playoffs. He will potentially come back at some point in the series, but having not played for about six weeks, I don't know how much impact he'll have. Denver have got one of the top three players in the league, though. They've got Nikola Jokic. I know Jimmy Butler's had a great playoff series, but... Nikola Jokic is top two or three players in the league. Four out of the seven games are in Denver. Denver cruised through the regular season. And to be honest, Denver have cruised through the playoffs as well. They beat the Lakers 4-0. At time of recording, uh, like I said, the game is being played right now. Do you reckon whoever wins this first game will take that momentum moving forward? Well, it's interesting you say that because Miami have caused two big upsets throughout the playoffs. They beat the number one seeded Eastern Conference side, Milwaukee, but they took game one. They beat the second seeded Boston Celtics and they took game one. And I think they even took game one against the Knicks in the second round as well. So Miami, I think it is really important to get an early win. So the first two games are in Denver. I think if Miami are going to challenge legitimately for the title, I think they've got to win one of the first two games. Who do you think is more at a disadvantage then? Denver had a sweep, but that means they haven't played in a couple of days, nearly a week. Or do you go for Miami, who is just kept momentum going. It's an interesting way to look at it because, yeah, Denver haven't played for a week or so and Miami only played Tuesday our time. It might depend on Miami's injury situation. If any of those players were carrying niggling injuries, that could affect them. If they're all fit and they're all ready to go, I think having played on Tuesday is an advantage. Adam, who are you backing, though? That's the big question. Uh, my head is saying that the Nuggets will win. Yep. But, geez, I'd love to see the Heat do Your it. Your heart's from saying the, uh, the Heat. Yeah, and I love Jimmy Butler, a.k.a. Jimmy Buckets. <laughs> I'd love to see him. He kept saying throughout the regular season, even though the Heat had a pretty average record. Mm. He goes, don't worry about it, we're going to win the finals. So I guess we'll see. Will it be Jimmy Bucket's Miami Heat or will it be Nikola Jokic's Denver Nuggets that come out victorious in the NBA Finals? Adam, thank you so much for joining me. If you want to check out the Super Serious Sports Show that is streaming wherever you get your podcasts. The Dragons are on the hunt for their new coach and it's looking like a harder task than they first thought. At the start of the season, they told then-coach Anthony Griffin that he would have to reapply for his role at the end of the season if he wanted to stay on, giving the sense that the Dragons assumed that their inbox would be flooded with resumes from numerous candidates. Alas, Griffin didn't make it to the end of the season and full disclosure, it seems no one wants the Dragons' job. We spoke yesterday about Jason Ryle's rejection 
rejecting their $800,000 a season offer. Shane Flanagan has been linked with the job in recent times, but has also distanced himself. Former Wallabies coach Michael Checker was also a name thrown about, but that fell dead in the water. Other names like John Morris, Des Hasler, Michael Maguire and Mick Potter have also all been mentioned, but they're just rumours at the moment. There's nothing behind them. But one rumour doing the rounds is looking to have some more truth in it than first thought, and it's another assistant coach. North Queensland Cowboys assistant Dean Young is now the front runner. Young played for the Red V for nine years, also helping them to a premiership back in 2010. But he's also spent some time in the coaching box at the club too. In August of 2020, Young was named interim head coach, coaching the remaining six games in the season and sadly only winning two. But it was his tough love in the post-match press conferences that make me believe he could be a good fit to return. Same shit, different day is what he said after one match. Beautiful. Straight to the point. That's what you need. It would be a baptism of fire, though, if Young was to coach the Dragons, as it will be a few seasons of rebuilding before the club is back to its former heights. St. George could be smarter to look at someone with more experience like Maguire or Hasler, but then again, that didn't work while Griffin was in charge. Maybe bringing back a player who knows what it's like to play for the Red V and win a premiership could be the kick in the ass that the Dragons need. It seems the reasoning behind AFL's independent investigation into Hawthorne ended after a legal email from Chris Fagan's lawyers was sent around. The email was revealed on Thursday night by Herald Sun chief football reporter Mark Robinson, who said its contents informed the Four Nations families at the centre of the saga that Fagan was preparing to launch a Supreme Court injunction against the AFL and the investigation panel. The email informed the families such a ruling would see them become defendants and identified by name, leading them to agree a deal with the AFL to end the investigation. The Herald Sun also reported that the families were determined to get apologies from Fagan, Alastair Clarkson and Jason Burt, yet never got one and also felt like they were used as a pawn by the AFL to resolve the issue. Celtic have done it! Lucky Ange! Ange Bosikoglu delivers another trophy! We spoke a few weeks ago about Australian Celtics coach Ange Postacoglu and his name being linked with Premier League heavyweights Tottenham and Chelsea. And we rubbished the idea at the time as there were more prolific names being linked with the role. Well, it seems like Ange has a realistic chance of signing on with Tottenham, with Spurs set to sit down with a 57-year-old very soon to talk numbers. On top of this, French heavyweights Marseille is also said to be sniffing around Postacoglu, as well as an array of other Premier League clubs This is huge news. Lucky Ange, as he is called in Glasgow, is ignoring the tabloids. Instead, focusing on the Scottish Cup final this weekend against Inverness. A chance to make the hoops complete a clean sweep of major domestic trophies this season. As an Arsenal fan, I don't want to see Postacoglu at Tottenham at all. Mainly because I never want to see an Australian fail. And if he's going to Tottenham... Well, history says that he's more than likely going to. But then, on the other hand, if he was to go and he was to do really well, I also don't want that either because I want to see Tottenham fail. (laughs) I stand by my thought that he should go to a lower Premier League club if he wants to move over to England. Otherwise, another season in Scotland is probably the way to go. And finally, if you're not loving your job at the moment, just be happy that you're not Emma Raducanu's coach. The 20-year-old, who has had to miss out on the French Open due to more injuries, has split up with her coach, Sebastian Sachs, after just six months. 
Taking to social media, Radicanu said, I have really enjoyed Seb's coaching and working with him. It's unfortunate that circumstances made it unfeasible for both of us to continue right now, and we have decided to part ways. It sounds more like a couple breaking up rather than a work colleague moving on. Radicanu made a name for herself back in 2021, where she defied odds and won the US Open. She came in here ranked 150 in the world, and she leaves the US Open champion. Say hello to Emma Raducanu. But since then, it's just been a constant run of injuries and new coaches. Since her big win, Raducanu has had eight different coaches. Eight in less than two years. Fans are now starting to think that this is why she's had a hard time staying healthy. Too many coaches with different coaching styles and tennis techniques. It's all getting too much for the Brit and she's getting injured in the process. Like right now. She's hoping to be back on court for the US Open later on in the year as she recovers currently from three different operations. My tip is do what Queensland State of Origin normally does, or used to do at least. Pick and stick, okay? Choose a coach, keep him for a year, and then reassess. Don't just go through him like it's running out of fashion. Anyway, that's up to her and a manager to figure out. For me, well, I'm out of here. Thank you for listening to the Sport Report's full-time whistle. I'm Michael Caruana. Have a great weekend. I'll chat to you on Monday. See ya. You know those guys that take sport a bit too seriously? Well, they have their own show. Award-winning sportscaster Chris Coleman and award-winning Thursday night Oztagger Adam Jansen. Brentford, with apologies to their three fans in Australia, they suck. Are they the bees? They're the bees. The bees. The bees. Who wear red and white. <laughs> now, that so now I don't know about you. I've never in my life seen red and white bees. <laughs> the Super Serious Sports Show. Streaming now on the free iHeartRadio app and everywhere you get your favourite podcasts.